On this episode of AW360, I speak with Jacques Van Nykerk, Chief Executive Officer of Edison. Jacques discusses the convergence of artificial intelligence, streaming entertainment, gaming, and premium storytelling, answering all of my questions about this content revolution. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Jacques, welcome to AW360. I'm so pleased to have you on today. Thank you very much, Richard. You're global CEO of Edison. Tell us a little bit about Edison and what y'all do there. Edison um, is a company that has a long legacy in the world of post-production and content. Um, But over the last few years, it's merged with a content platform company and a video AI business. There's three different companies and um, they all had different and traded under different brand names, um, but came together as Edison. um, And It's kind of a mixture of good Scandinavian sensibilities and design in the world of post-production, which is where the company was founded, but then kind of street smarts from LA and San Diego in the world of platform and tech and a little bit of um, uh, the merger of those two has created a very interesting company. Sounds like a pretty perfect mix. Um, On the, the video AI side, what does that really mean? It's you know AI is a really hot topic right now. Video has been a hot topic for as long as I've been alive. Mm. How do those two merge, and what does that mean for marketers? Yeah, so so you know artificial intelligence um, really needs um, good data, and it's using data and modeling really. If you think about it in the simplest way, and so what we do is look at the objects inside uh, of the video. Um, and then would optimize the videos based on performance, based on the objects inside of that. That's one way that we use that. We do a lot of work for and with clients like Netflix in that regard, which I can dive into in a little bit. But we also use kind of you know generative AI where there's so much hype at the moment um, to do things like um, create concept and mood boards a lot quicker, faster, cheaper than you might have in the past, specifically where we help clients in things like feature films and episodic. So, you know, a lot of our workers are working in really large scale projects with thousands of hours of special effects and CGI work. And then some of that actual work, the work of creating CGI or, or special effects is also done using AI now. So we could Work that would have taken us months in the past in terms of CGI, we can now use AI and train and do it in in weeks. So for us, it's primarily a productivity tool, but it's also an efficiency and, and an effectiveness tool in terms of how those assets work once you've created it. So it's used both in the creation process and then in the and the optimization process. And then something which right now we're getting a lot of demand from our clients is also in the in the reuse and adaptation of the assets afterwards. So there's a lot of, you know, when things are a little bit tight, clients are saying, you know, those things we did before, could we now multiply it by using AI and adaptations where we just change the color and we change the, the sound or the music or the background on the fly? Um, and so we, we're kind of doing a lot of adaptations at scale using technology and, 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 and models and data to do that. You had mentioned episodic. I, I think, you know, it kind of goes without saying that, you know, television is in probably its latest and greatest golden era. Um, it, it certainly feels that way. What sort of advantages does this present to something like episodic programming? 
Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think we're almost in like this golden age of storytelling, right? It's almost beyond TV. If you think about storytelling, even in the world of gaming and even in social, where it's a lot of snackable short format storytelling. Um, but I, I, I think to your to your question, um, it's actually, I think, being driven from technology and from consumer behavior where people now like shared experiences um, and I think that's what it's led to the, the, the rise of episodic um, kind of binge watching, if you, if you like, that's become so popular. But there's this weird um, evolution that, you know, there's actually only so much kind of premium binge watching available. So some of it's back to an episodic release where you're having to wait till next Saturday to see whether it's House of Dragons or the next installment of, of a production coming out. But I think for for viewers or consumers it's it's actually never been better um i i feel there's obviously a challenge in anybody who's kind of caught in the soft middle ground um you know the economist ran an interesting article um where they said you know even with the rise of the big streamers uh, in an hour youtube uploads more user-generated content that than what's in the entire library of disney plus streaming um so, you know, I think there's there's such a long tail of average content. You know, I won't say it's bad, but there's a lot of average content. But the premium content, the things that people really look forward to is still kind of, in a way, constrained because um, it's not all coming out as quickly as all the other content. But uh, I, I do believe kind of cream rises to the top. Um, and I and I think that's why you know a company like Netflix. I don't know if you saw in the last quarter added over seven million subscribers, and everybody thought, well, Netflix is kind of peaking out, and they were predicted the street predicted them to do four million. So, so I think you're right. It's never been. It's actually never been better. I think there's a lot of innovation happening, um, and it's driven by consumer behavior and 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 and, and demand really. It's interesting, you know, I going just to your example, I, I've been watching, you know, I, I watch a lot of the HBO programming, I watch a lot of the Netflix programming, and I admit, I watch a lot of YouTube. And the release cadence of all three of those is so dramatically different for the most part, because, yeah, you know, my favorite YouTubers may release two videos in a day. And no, I don't put them up there with, you know, The Last of Us or, you know, a Stranger Things or something like that. But you know, I do watch them and it, it doesn't really dawn on me too much that they are night and day different, but they are, you know, what has my attention at any given time. When you look at the future hmm. and, you know, Edison as, as a company, as a platform, you know, and what you do, is that something that you foresee down the road, regular content creators, or even let's say, I don't want to call them premium content creators, but sort of the best of the best of the YouTuber set. Is that something they would be able to take advantage of at some point, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I think the tools that are going to be available to the creator economy, if you like, is phenomenal. Um, you know, so I think the, the, the lower end or the average or the long tail of content creation are going to have premium grade enterprise tools available to them, um, very quickly. And it is coming from the world of kind of artificial intelligence, if you like. Um, but if you take something like, you know, real virtual production, which kind of Disney is kind of the leader on, you know, Mandalorian during COVID was like a big moment in that direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, doing virtual production 
is obviously there's a good sustainability story behind it. People aren't flying everywhere and doing all these things, but there are very few um, scaled, uh, true virtual production environments, and that's still relatively expensive. Um, but I think over time, those things will become cheaper. But, you know, children are doing today on their iPads what you had to do in a high-end studio 20 years ago, right? If you didn't own kind of a flame or a flint editing suite, you couldn't kind of do some of these things. And now people are doing it on their phones and using iMovie. And so I think there's a real kind of democratization of the productivity tools around content. And I think it's just it's just becoming um, easier for people to create quality content, um, you know, which is why there's almost like this arms race where we work, the age where we are is to help our clients constantly enhance and innovate. And, you know, the poster child for this is, 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 is Cameron and the new avatar that just came out. And there's so much innovation that they did there. And that kind of trickles down, but it's amazing how quickly it trickles down, right? That, that's the speed of innovation. That's so it's fun and slightly daunting. Yeah, that actually kind of leads me to my next question is, you know, when you're on the forefront of technologies like this, where do you find inspiration as to where to go next? You know, is it a series of happy accidents? Do you see what this person, you know, this group over here did and go, well, we could do that, but we're going to change it up a little bit and do it this way. Or, you know, maybe see all of the, you know, a bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a couple of things. I mean, firstly, we're, we're really blessed in the fact that our team's been at this for 25 years, but we keep constantly bringing new people in and, and you have to have collaboration and curiosity as part of your DNA. That's one of the things that really attracted me to Edison was that they always think about how do we work smarter collaborations at its key. We work with production companies and agencies and some amazing clients. And for example, we're doing a lot of work with Lego, who's just an amazingly creative company. It's not about the, the, the little bricks anymore, right? It's about gaming and it's about their own TV productions and movies. And so we love working and collaborating with other storytellers because that's where we get inspired and we learn from each other and, and, and that's where the innovation happens because we're not, we're not, even though we have our own technology and our own platform inside our company, we can't outspend Amazon or, or, or Google. That te- <laughs> you know, that technology bar is so big. So we simply just have to collaborate with everybody and find innovation in, in the way we work together and, and use the latest tools and adapt them and, and keep building our own kind of value on top of that, if you like. And what do you see in terms of, you know, you'd mentioned gaming a couple times now. I'm have had a keen interest in gaming since I was a kid that hasn't, mm-hmm. if anything, it's just grown over the years as gaming has become, you know, a, a great place to, to tell a story. You know, that wasn't, you know, back in the days of Pac-Man, who knew what the story was there, you know, but, you know, these days it's, you know, games generally don't succeed unless they have a great story and great voice acting and great characters. Where do you see that going down the road? You know, we've seen, you know, going back to the the Avatar example, Avatar for me seems like, you know, hey, that's the big movie of this year. Whereas, you know, the connected TV and, you know, streaming has a lot of different things. Where does gaming fit into all this? Because again, you know, this is this is a, a battle for consumer attention more than anything, especially when it comes to you know the people in advertising. Yeah. What do the tools bring to gaming, and and what is the sort of you know I know it's not an apples to apples comparison, but where do you see that sort of competition going down the road? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we talk about it incessantly as a company, as you can imagine, because our roots comes from the world of kind of, you know, feature films, film entertainment, episodic, and then into short form for brands and into social. But what's happening with us is we're starting to use gaming technology to do things like, you know, uh, you know, Unreal Engines and Unity to do kind of animation, do better kind of CGI and kind of create kind of lifelike characters and we don't actually need talent. So it's, it's infusing the world of kind of premium content from our vantage point. But I think you're onto something. I think if you think about the continuum of kind of original content and synthetic content that can kind of get auto-generated, what gaming brings to the table is immersive content. Um, and I think that is fascinating. And, and there's such big gaming story brands out there now, whether it's Call of Duty or, you know, Halos that did this many years ago, where that, those things then become film entertainment. And, and I can see these things becoming series. And the more things get connected, I think we're going to see this kind of crossover and convergence happening. <laughs> Um, you know, so, so I think that's, what's really, really exciting is, um, and, and, and consumers are going to get picky. As you say, you've got your repertoire, you know, you'll watch two minutes of snackable YouTube shorts or, you know, an Instagram reel here, and you'll have your episodic thing that you stream when you're traveling or on a plane or wherever, but there's going to be these moments where you're going to want to do something a bit more immersive. I think gaming also brings, you know, a way where people experience the content together you know gamers are often together speaking and talking so i think it's kind of be, be a bit more about immersion and and joint experience and collaboration at the same time and what along the way has surprised you um i think what's ex ex surprised me is just this ferocious appetite for content <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I still to this day, I'm surprised how much user generated content um, is 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 out there and how engaging it can be. You know, I my, you know a bit like you. I'm from the world of old premium kind of. You know, you looked forward to your your movie releases, and you know, I gamed and was a gamer early on in my life. But I think the user generated content side of it constantly surprises me and and how good some of it is as well is is truly surprising um and i think almost on a parallel level a lot of kind of the lightweight gaming um mobile gaming applications that you see coming through is also quite surprising some of it's so simplistic but yet so sticky and so addictive i think those things are are, are constantly surprising me in the next five years, what do you think will be the significant changes and challenges in the industry for you and Edison? Yeah, I, I think for us as, as Edison in particular, um, you know, our, our people think of themselves as artists first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So how, how can you achieve kind of artistic mastery of your craft when it's changing so fast? <laughs> you know, so so I think for our teams, our own people, it's going to be this job of you know, kind of don't fight the change, embrace the change all the time. So as a as a person who runs the company, that's on my mind. How do I create enough headroom and headspace for our people to feel like they have a sense of they can play and they can experiment and they can learn? And it's quite interesting when we look, work with our own clients, we have to say to them, look, my people can't be maxed out all the time. I need to give them time to keep the tools sharp. And to, yeah. so getting that balance right is a, is a real issue. And, and I think for the industry at large, 
it, it, it annoys me a little. I get aggravated a little by the fact that people want to do things quicker, cheaper, faster, and that's okay. And thankfully, things like generative AI and technology allows us to work faster, but it doesn't mean it needs to be cheaper and the quality needs to be compromised. So I think, um, you know, the feature film entertainment side, the streamers, they get this. They know why it's so important. But sometimes when you work with with brands or, or, or agencies, there's this notion of just rushing to get it out as opposed to being a little bit more thoughtful about the process. And I think getting that balance right is going to be is going to be a challenge for the market. Um, and I think anybody who's not going to innovate and collaborate, they're going to struggle. Um, I, I really feel if you're caught in the middle, it's not going to be a good place. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, your your prime example it would be the new Avatar film. I mean, that was, um, you know, it's, it's probably better. I have yet to see it, but it was definitely not cheaper and it was definitely not faster. I mean, we've been waiting for that for, what, a decade now. So. Yeah, yeah and, and we see it even on the, on, the, on, the, on the episodic side. Some of these episodic things, obviously people, the consumer wants it quick and fast and wants to binge watch, but they actually have to wait now. You have to wait sometimes week on week, sometimes a couple of weeks from one season to the next. So I think that balance and getting that right uh, is is going to be interesting. Um, you know, I think the people who can still do it faster and 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 at higher quality will will be the ultimate winners. Um, but as you say, it's not necessarily always going to be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as as one of the world's foremost fans of uh, Netflix's Stranger Things, I'm here to tell you, I, I think sometimes that leave them wanting more thing really really works because. Yeah. They've got me watching the entire thing through before each new season every time. So I don't even know how many times I've watched some of them now. But, Chuck, yeah. it's been wonderful having you on. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Richard. I really appreciate it. If uh, people wanted to find out about you or and or Edison, uh, where would they go? Yeah, just it's edison.com and it's E-D-I-S-E-N. So for those people in North America, they might think of Edison Utility Company. Definitely not the same <laughs> thing. So it's uh, Edison. Edison.com, and we, we they can find us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, um, you know. So, yeah, please do 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 look, look us up. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, and to learn about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Thank you.